We don't, do we have an intro? No. <laughs> that's, that's why last episode happened the way it did. <laughs> just, I mean, I appreciate that you just kind of went head on into it and you were like, oh, fuck it, we'll find out. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> it's my only way. <laughs> Welcome okay. everybody. It's tuned in, dialed up. This is take seven of the intro. <laughs> we're going to go with it. Yeah, I'm okay with this. It's a beautiful day in podcast land, isn't it, Will? It is. It, you know, it really, really is. It's always a beautiful day in podcast land. But this week has been, like, especially especially cute in podcast land. Gavin, how are you doing? I'm doing quite well, and that sounded like Good. a wonderful segue into a shining moment. Well, maybe, maybe we should uh, introduce ourselves first. Perhaps. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? And this is the part where we silently <laughs> wait for the other one to do it. So my name is Will, uh, Will Williams. <laughs> I write podcast reviews, news, and musings for willwilliams.reviews. I've got a newsletter. I tweet at at willwwrites. That's W-I-L-W underscore writes. Um, wow, you can tell that I just recorded another podcast yesterday. Yeah, you nailed it. Rattling off those socials. Rattle it off. Gavin, whom are you? I'm Gavin. I write podcast reviews occasionally when the moon is perfectly aligned and i tweet stupid crap on twitter and i'm going through somewhat of a brand reimagining thanks to something that is in my shining moment so how Ooh. about we start talking about our favorite things that have happened since last episode well we gotta do yours first i'm so intrigued the other night my significant other and i were doing crafts in the living room because we're adults and we uh she was painting. I decided to build a second box to put around my other condenser mic to record some stuff with two people and make it a little bit less echoey. Mm -hmm. And I built, <laughs> I built a box out of cardboard, hot glue, and foam, and it didn't look too hot. So I took two scrap <laughs> triangle pieces and put them on top and said, there, it's a cat. That fixes everything. <laughs> so... So my girlfriend then turns around and paints it to look like a cat. I post <laughs> I post that on Twitter and then this artist slash erotica author that follows my other show, The Red Light Library, saw that and decided to do fan art of it. So they they drew a box headed cat with a mic and like a suit. I was wondering I've been admiring that uh, your icon ever since. It's so cute. I, I like I called it. I called the box Podcat, and they made Podcat. So I changed my Twitter username to Gavin, comma the Podcat. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah, and now it's my Steam avatar, and I'm sure I'm going to get made fun of immediately on the internet. But it is my favorite thing that has happened since we since actually I, that is my favorite thing since we last uploaded but i think we should pause real quick to mention we have a t public store we do yeah you can buy stickers of the stupid puns we do <laughs> i have seen the s'mores fall <laughs> s'mores fall sticker i think on somebody's laptop already which is delightful i'm so happy also alex has uh, dropped one on their podcast book Oh, that's so good. That's so good. So you should talk about the um, the way that the proceeds break down for mm -hmm. that. In every the last two episodes, I have photoshopped our pun podcasts at the end of the episode into actual like fake thumbnails for those podcasts in discussing the ones I made and the ones a fan made, which was amazing. Yeah, that was so great. 
Actually, the fan beat me to it by like an, by 20 minutes. It was great. <laughs> I got to talking about it, and we were joking around with Mars Fall and whatnot, and then someone from T Public was in the thread, and they said, I would love to get a S'mores Fall t-shirt. One thing led to another. Uh, actually, <laughs> if you listen to this the day it goes up by midnight tonight, whatever time T Public is on, you can grab a S'mores Fall or Merlin Space t-shirt. <laughs> Zero have sold, and I don't expect any to, but hey... It's still fun. Uh, I'm going to keep selling stickers, but the shirt's probably not going to be a thing we'll do until we're a little bit mm-hmm. bigger. But the way it breaks down is anything I put up on T Public, I will split the proceeds 50% with the creator of the podcast that's being riffed on. So if you buy a S'mores Fall sticker, 50% of that goes to Season 2 of Mars Fall. If you buy mm-hmm. a, a Merle in Space sticker, 50% goes to season two of girl in space uh and special shout out to the creators of mars fall and sarah rea warner werner of girl in space they were incredibly expedient and nice about uh working with me on this whole uh <laughs> stupid photoshop thing i was doing they're so lovely they are amazing people so yeah uh we we have merch Four pieces of it have been sold, and that is insane to think that something I spent several hours photoshopping is now on someone's laptop in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's very, very good. I I have eaten up a lot of time. I want to hear what your awesome moment of the last two weeks has been. Uh, This this has been a a crazy two weeks for me. Um, Like, bonkers. I... Sarah Ray Werner of Right Now and Girl in Space interviewed me for Forbes. Nice. Um, which uh, I don't want to dwell on and is not my moment because I'm still processing it. It's so cool. It's so cool. I don't know how to process that. Um, I also... Not as a dig to any like podcasting site, but Forbes is like a real site. Forbes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, let's not dwell, because I don't want to, like, anxiety puke about that. Oh, good. Um, so, another big one was, I started up a conversation on Twitter about the the name Audio Drama. Mm-hmm. Um, this was sparked in part by my frustration that, historically, podcast reporters who dismiss audio drama as a medium call it fiction podcasts to signify that they are othered i ran a poll about the name and i said which term would you most like to like to see standardized for what we currently call audio dramas the end results i I think were pretty interesting 47 percent uh was in the lead for continuing with audio drama yeah next highest result was 32 percent so not far off 32% 32% for fiction podcast. After that, 18% audio fiction and 3% other, which I think is really interesting, but the poll isn't what made this great. What made this great is that everybody kind of jumped in and gave their opinions and why they prefer different terms. I have been a diehard for the term audio drama. I hate the term fiction podcast and i have reasons for that which i think maybe if we could just like link to the tweet and the thread oh yeah Yeah, in the show notes um but i will say that by the end of it largely thanks to joseph fink of night vale presents i was persuaded a little bit maybe not towards fiction podcast 
but I think I think audio fiction has become my new favorite term. For right now in reviews and what have you, I'm still going to say audio drama, but I like audio fiction. I like it. Yeah, I I had a really hard time participating in that conversation, not because I had strong or no opinions on it, but there were just so many varied options that as a writer, I looked at and went, I, like, I couldn't pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was... I really thought that I was going to go into that conversation with a strong opinion and then leave with the same strong opinion. And that is not not what happened at all. And I love that. I'm really happy that we got to have that conversation in this space. It's amazing what can happen in the podcasting community. Yeah, it's the best community in the world. Especially since on Twitter, the most random people from other like spheres you didn't even think looked at stuff like that just show up. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Like, uh, actually, we were having a conversation about the message uh, after last week's, ep- two weeks ago's episode, episode two. Uh, uh-huh. The writer of the message showed up to talk. Oh, Mac? Yeah, he's so yeah. sweet. That he's, was amazing. Yeah. That's one thing that I want to talk about, too. Okay. So, just a few days ago on Discover Pods, a um, an interview with Paul Bay went up. And I was looking over it. Um, I write for Discover Pods. I did not write this interview, but I was looking at it. Mm. Paul Bay, who, if listeners don't know, um, he is one of the creators of The Black Tapes. He's the creator of The Big Loop. The Big Loop is one of my absolute favorite podcasts. It is a stunning, beautiful piece of work. Still need to start it. Oh, it's Gavin. It's so good. It'll break you many times. This is the most of most of tuned in dialed up is great (laughs) podcast. Gavin, sage left. Haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> Entire audience groans. <laughs> but see, big, big loop is, you just, you must, you must, you'll get there. You'll get I there. I need to but... get in the loop. <laughs> yes. So the article was basically about, it was about the big loop. It was about the black tapes. It was about Pacific Northwest stories, but largely it was about audio dramas. And what I loved so much about it is that Paul Bay name dropped so many indie creators that he loves. Mm -hmm. He just went, you know, one by one by one by one, just rattling off all of these shows. And it wasn't just like, oh, look at me, look at all these things I know. It was, I love that this show does this. I love that this show does this. I love that this show does this. And it was beautiful. And Mac Rogers, who, um, he wrote Steal the Stars, he wrote um, The Message, and he wrote Life After. He's, I would say, arguably one of the most... Uh, quantitatively successful people in the audio drama sphere. Mm-hmm. I would say that things like The Message, Life After, um, that they and Steal the Stars, obviously, that they've really hit an audience that audio drama as a whole has not. And Mac Rogers, similarly, you look at his feed and he's saying, I love this creator. I love this creator. I love this creator. He's retweeting, you know, premieres of indie shows. And I'm just so... I'm really impressed by both of them, and I think that it speaks volumes to our community that some of our biggest names are the ones holding up the smallest voices. I'm, I don't want to get too sappy. I've already had a sappy week, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm, I'm constantly humbled to be in the midst of such genuinely good people making such genuinely good art. Sometimes it's uh, it's really easy to just not realize that for a couple of minutes and then boom, suddenly Twitter happens, you know? Exactly. All right. Yeah. We had some really good shining moments this time around. We really did. <laughs> so 
I have a proposal for this week instead of a more traditional discussion topic here in episode three. We're getting a little experimental with the format. Will. Ooh, you know I love experimenting with format. Let's make a podcast. Let's make a podcast, Gavin. You know, I don't think we've ever done that. <laughs> so, so what we're going to do is have a little conversation of not necessarily, I don't want to say podcast 101 because that implies, that implies something a little bit more entry level, but we're going to kind of thought experiment through starting a podcast. And as we go along, we're going to hit speed bumps and kind of talk out ways we have seen encountered or heard about to solve those problems because there are uh, there are ways to solve problems and i find the easiest way is to start from the beginning and work through it's kind of like in code if you lost a bracket somewhere you gotta go find it <laughs> so just why not start at the beginning so let's just pretend we have we got to come up with an idea how do we do that um with our brains <laughs> this is where i expected a uh, well gavin you have to uh listen to podcasts before you can make a podcast oh damn no that's way better <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm actually so okay to to back this point up before i got into podcast writing and also other things that i do for like work work i have a degree in english education mm-hmm. and um i had a pretty distinct focus or desire to teach creative writing, which I, I did do for a while. I also just taught um, high school English. And one of my core philosophies is that to become a good writer, you don't just write. You have to be a good reader. Yes. You have to read so much and you have to read critically. You have to, if you read a book and you enjoy it, you then have to dissect why you enjoy it. What is it doing that you like? And with podcasting, I think that's so much the same. As someone with 80% of an English education degree before they gave up on hey. it, that is, that is <laughs> exactly what I was hearing in all of my classes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I would say that one thing to look out for when you're doing this, though, is just like with writing, you want to be inspired. You yes. do not want to imitate. That is that is exactly the thing. Uh, one of the best pieces of advice, I get, not even necessarily advice. It was him complaining, but <laughs> I had, my first English teacher in college was a thrice published novelist slash punk rocker who was also the shyest person you'll ever meet. One point we were talking about writing, and he said the best advice he can think of to give anybody who wants to get into writing fiction is never read Chuck Palahniuk because uh, <laughs> if you read Chuck Palahniuk, you immediately start writing like Chuck Palahniuk. And, it's uh, so true. I think a more modern, I mean, Chuck Palahniuk's still kind of relevant, but I think a more modern version of that is if you want to get into writing screenplays, don't watch anything just, uh, just, don't watch anything Joss Whedon wrote because yeah. the world only has so much room for quippy teenager characters who are super like snarky and always have the perfect response to everything. Marvel yeah. is riddled with it right now. It's insane. Yeah. So, yeah, keep in mind what you are doing, and we will while we're making this fictional podcast, that maybe we do want to make a story about a character who is isolated on a spaceship, but we also have to keep in mind that there are four billion podcasts about characters on spaceships that we should mm-hmm. maybe keep in mind. <laughs> right. And I would say one of the important things about about creative writing is 
you know, you can think, oh, well, I really like writing fiction and I really like writing this specific kind of fiction. Getting you to break out of that, forcing you to write a poem, forcing you to write flash fiction or creative nonfiction, that's going to tell you more about yourself as a writer than writing what you already know will. Mm-hmm. The same goes for podcasting. If if you want to do a isolated in space podcast, which I think there are a lot of, but I think are very great, I would implore, implore you to listen to Radiolab or The Moth or Story Collider. Um, break out of just that genre and break out of just that medium. Listen to some nonfiction as well. And I guess one thing to add to this is uh, it's, a, it's kind of a common piece of uh, advice to say, listen to stuff and get inspired. The other thing is don't think you have to have a bookshelf full of, you know, books before you can be a writer and you don't have to have yeah. listen to everything in the world before you can make a podcast. No. If you are motivated to do something, go do it. Like the worst that can happen yeah. is people don't like it. And guess what? Spending six months on an audio drama that has one star on uh, iTunes, guess what? You are now six months more experienced than someone who is sitting around biding their time. And then they're like, I'm going to do a story about (laughs) someone who investigates ghosts that are caught on tape and you can't prove that they're not real. Because guess what? (laughs) (laughs) You begin, like you can tunnel vision on something so hard you don't notice what yeah. you're doing. So now that we've figured out what we're yes. going to do, we got to figure out how we're going to do it. And Will, I've just got the darndest problem. What's the I darndest wa- problem, Gavin? I want to do a audio drama with multiple actors. And I have this friend who is the best actor, but they live four states away and have a mic that costs $10.00. And I think they got it at a yard sale. So it is noticeably different than my $30 mic. How For do, sure. What do we do about this? Well, I think that there's a few different things you could do. First off, um, one of the ways I think that you could get around this is start advertising your podcast early. Start fundraising early. Get your actor a good mic. You know, I, I am currently working on a... Um, a blue snowball, which <laughs> a blue snowball, you can say that without an accent. Well, a, bl- a blue snowball um, and it's like, what, 50 bucks, 50 bucks, which is not dirt cheap for sure. Not dirt cheap, um, but well worth it. And, you know, with a little saving, it, w- it wasn't a problem for me, but I know that's coming from a very privileged place. Alternatively, if that is not an option for you, I do not want it to sound like that means that you can't use that actor or actress. Regardless, one of the things that I think is really interesting is giving a reason for that actor to sound different. Yes. So say that you're you're doing an audio drama. Say that your two actors are in the same scene, in the same place, in the same room, and they sound drastically different. I'm not going to lie, that's really going to break immersion. It's one of the things that I notice most. And in fact, it was one of the first things I ever wrote on. I have a post called Podcast Problems Too Many Mics, and I explained why it breaks immersion so much. But say that you have one character who's talking to another on the phone. Exactly. Just that little tiny bit of, of distance can make such a huge difference. I would not call further attention to it 
than just having a phone call, just making a diegetic reason for the difference in audio quality. But I think just having them one step removed, bing, bang, boom, problem solved. And see, it doesn't have to be like one could get caught in an echo chamber of, ah, they, they sound different. It sounds worse. Ah, they're, they're a robot. Like, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't have to, I mean, you can, and you could totally make a robot character. Who cares? Shout out to Kai. <laughs> <laughs> but you can also just have them be on the phone. Uh, uh, it could be that Colin Farrell movie phone booth for all I care. Like you said, a diegetic reason. Favorite word, by the way. It's a good word. I have another solution, too, by the way. Okay. I am of the belief that if you have beautiful, clean audio from the get-go, you're going to get a lot more listeners. You're going to get a lot more praise. Mm-hmm. But I am also a fan of shows that grow. You know, I have listened... I write reviews for not a living, but, like, it's a thing that I do. And I always will bring up if actors sound different, but I'm not going to stop listening for that reason. If your content is good, I'm going to overlook that because I know that it's hard to get everybody sounding the exact same. So what I love is a trend I've seen a lot recently. Um, Inkworm did this. Ars Paradoxica did this. The Penumbra podcast did this. After a little while, they go back and they remaster (sighs) their first episodes. I was just thinking about that because, like, while you were... While you were mentioning the idea of a show growing, in the back of my head, I thought about how my host has the ability to swap out an MP3 after I've uploaded it to just quiet. I could quietly fix something and maybe someone won't notice if they didn't download the original version. See, I actually I really love the way that a lot of shows have done it, where they explicitly say we remastered this. We've learned a lot. I think it's I think it's so classy. I think that it's. It makes my heart do a lot of things to, like, hear how much these producers have grown. Um, And I think also, like, if you wanted to say that, like, hey, this is where we were. This is where we are now. Think about where we could be if you backed us on Kickstarter. Like, you know, you can use that for pretty good promo. So one thing, uh, we had this one friend who has an "Eh, mic, and we figured out that. How do we find more people to fit this script we finished quietly while we've been talking? Well, one thing that I think is great is uh, social media. There are tons of voice actors out there on Twitter. There is also the podcast enthusiasts Slack, where tons of casting calls are put out. I also list casting calls and help wanted ads for free on my site. And I know that a few other newsletters, etc., you can pay just 10, 15 bucks and get it classified on one of those, too. Mm-hmm. I also want to point out, uh, Will won't toot her horn on this one too much, but <laughs> I won't. <laughs> that that casting call section on WillWilliams.reviews has everything from nobody audio drama first time out producer to like straight up WNYC level uh, companies <laughs> looking for people. Like you will find a lot of stuff on that page. Yeah, I try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got a cast. We've got uh, we've got our equipment. What do I guess the next thing is editing, like the software we're going to use to do this. I think we're both going to have opinions on this one. So why don't you hit me with your suggestions? How do we so, start? Yeah. Okay. So full disclosure. I did production work back when I was in college at my college radio station. I had free access to Adobe Audition, and 
other than the fact that it crashed every five minutes because it was an old garbage computer and Adobe Ooh. takes, you know, like 15 terabytes to run. It was so nice. It was so nice. And I loved it. But Audition is expensive. Mm-hmm. And I have not done a lot of production work since then. So, Gavin, what do you think? Uh, okay. So, I, I disclosure for me. I'm recording this on Audition. <laughs> I am, too. Uh, oh, you got Audition finally? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I, I also I switch between Audition and Reaper. So for another podcast that I'm working on, which I cannot talk about, it's very secret, but I'm very excited for it. Um, I use Reaper. For this one, I use um, I use Audacity. And I did use Audacity before I got access to Audition when I worked at the radio station. Gotcha. I would suggest Audacity. I would fully suggest Audacity to yeah. anybody to start with. Girl in Space is made with Audacity. Like So is Welcome to Night Vale. If there is any bigger thumbs up for Audacity, it's the fact that you can't pinpoint a show made in Audacity. Windows Movie Maker, yeah. you know oh, when it's Lord. made in Windows Movie Maker. Yeah. <laughs> but My Brother, My Brother and Me, uh, Welcome to Night Vale, like you said, Girl in Space, all of these shows that are just chef's kiss quality mm-hmm. like it's just, it's it doesn't take a lot of computing power to do audio no offense to this entire genre that we love it's not like video editing it doesn't take a lot that being said well unless you're doing full-on sound design well yes true uh but if you need something with a multi-track editor mm-hmm. audacity works just fine it does I, I, my my backstory includes me being tricked into getting a, a subscription to Creative Cloud, so I've got yep. everything under the sun, and I pay forty dollars a month for it. <sighs> uh, hashtag Patreon. So God, yeah, <laughs> please support Gavin on Patreon. That's so much money for software. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we there's free stuff out there. There's paid stuff out there. Uh, I was just uh, for a thing that's might be up on Fate Crafters by the time this episode goes up. I just did about Foley work. I talked to the person behind 2298. And oh! the best, the best, it was just like a side piece of uh, advice. It was a freebie and I'm totally vamping so I can pull up the tweet and read it myself. Ah! Oh, come <laughs> Twitter froze. When has that ever oh, happened? Boo. Okay. So the piece of advice uh, paraphrased was, Pick the editor that works for you. Don't pick the flashy one you know about. Like if there's a yeah. way for you to demo something, demo it. Yeah. Or exactly. watch or watch tutorial videos. Cause like if you've used Photoshop a lot, like I did before I tried Audition, Audition feels like just breathing. Like all of the stuff feels right. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so both Audition and Reaper are free. Try them both. Yes. What it, what is the harm? There isn't there isn't a harm. Do them both. <laughs> Try them both. You're not going to do a harm. So you're not going to do a whole harm. So we've recorded it. We've uh, we've we've casted it. We got we've recorded everything. We started to edit. I want to hear your take on where do you get sound effects? Um. Or how do you get sound effects? Would be another one. Uh. You you hire you hire Maurice Lamarche <laughs> and the other one who does all of the who's the other one? No, I'm thinking of one of the actors on Futurama who does all of the ridiculous animal noises. 
Are you thinking about, oh, wait, no. Uh, well, the guy who's done animal voices for the entirety of cartoons ever is Frank Welker. Frank Welker! There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. I knew it was actor who has made appearances on Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> actor who's made appearances on Futurama. TM, is TM, a, TM. TM, okay. Uh, well, I guess I can pick up some of this because I literally just finished writing a thing yesterday about it. Uh, one thing I can suggest is watching old radio uh, or documentaries about old radio and that that sounds kind of weird but when audio or when radio drama was this budding thing they were all done live so the sound effects couldn't be canned they had to be replicated live so that was everything from you know uh, a, a person with a pair of shoes on their hands knocking him against a piece of wood to make it sound like someone's walking to building a tiny door that they would open and shut for door sounds. Yep. Uh, so what, what that means is there are over 50 years of people figuring out cheap, easy ways to replicate sound. Case in point, you want to do some rain, get a baking dish or, uh, or not a baking dish, get a like a cookie sheet, a pie tin will work too, just something thin and slowly pour uncooked rice onto it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that sound will be rain if you sell it right. Uh, crinkling, you know, wax paper makes fire. There, there's a lot of different weird sounds you can do for free or cheap at home. And there are a lot of uh, different sources out there. Fate Crafters has a little library built up. YouTube has a library mm-hmm. of free sound effects you don't have to source anyone for. That stuff will make or break a scene. If I'm saying we're in a spaceship right now, but if I put in some metal clanking sounds, maybe a nice engine hum, something like that. I, this is where Will acts like I've already layered in those sound effects live. Whoa, Ooh. oh my god, Gavin! Oh wait, we're in, one of us is in a space oh, no. suit now. Oh. Gavin, no! I had things to do! I had work to go to tomorrow! <laughs> now I'm orbiting outside of Jupiter! Gavin, no! <laughs> now you just said now thanks for the yes ending there now I have to figure out how to make it Jupiter sounding <laughs> you're Improv. welcome <laughs> you're welcome so uh oh here's the big one this is one I really wanted to uh nail into what do we do once we finish the podcast Oh, well, Gavin, is that, we're done, right? That's all we needed That's, to do. <laughs> you, leave it, you, you leave it in a folder marked for iTunes on your desktop, close the computer, open it again. It's, it's on iTunes. So hosting is a big, like, uh, that's a big to-do for a lot of people. If you go on our podcasts, oh, <laughs> every week, every week there's someone asking, like, what do I do? Yeah, I see a lot of who uses SoundCloud, who uses Anchor, who uses Libsyn, who uses this and who uses this and why, and like, a point. lot of panic. N- never heard of Anchor until just now. There's so many. Oh, oh, Anchor's a, it's a big new upcomer. You should look into it. It's interesting. It's free. Ooh. And you like do it right on an app. It's crazy. But what would you say about hosting? Because I hear a lot of opinions. I don't have any because I do not touch this side of it, admittedly. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I know that you've had some hosting, uh, not drama, but I've like been e- through three. Okay, yeah. I guess yeah. I guess that's the the nice way to say it. I've been through three hosts. I started on SoundCloud, and there are a lot of people who like SoundCloud. There are a lot of people who make very quality shows and put them on SoundCloud. Ninety nine percent Invisible still runs a SoundCloud for some yep. reason. I don't know why. Yeah, they I don't, don't They don't host on it. They just still nope. upload to it. SoundCloud is a 
fine. It's great if you treat it as a Dropbox. Like you don't want yeah. to, you don't want to be an in a person on SoundCloud because there's no way to find just podcasts on there. And that company might go bankrupt any day now because they they're staying afloat thanks to donations from Chance the Rapper, who's a cool guy. But if your company makes headlines from what? Chance the yeah. Rapper gave you a million dollars, maybe you're not doing so hot. I have heard rumors that they have started making it so that mp3 streamed from there do not stream in the highest quality as they were uploaded but that's a rumor oh boo yeah well yeah the other thing is soundcloud is 15 dollars a month for a limited amount of uh, 15 dollars a month it is 15 dollars a month that's, that's for that same amount i can go to libsyn the just tried and true grandfather of podcasting like you can you can hit libsyn with a baseball bat and it won't flinch <laughs> Lives in for 15 bucks a month. That's 250 megabytes. And if you're making, you know, less than 45 minute long, super high megabyte content podcast, that's nothing like you, you won't fill that up uh, with a weekly episode. I know because I did that. Mm -hmm. But then they're but also you switched. Yeah, I switched. And actually, there's a thing to look into for anyone new to podcasting. If you pick one, don't be scared of the idea of moving somewhere else. Yeah. Especially if you pick one of the big hitters, like moving out of Libsyn, moving into Libsyn. Um, I moved to a hot startup from one of the people who worked on Stripe, the PayPal alternative. They mm. made a podcasting host called Pinecast, like mm -hmm. as in the tree plus cast. And it was uh, moving from SoundCloud to Libsyn, painless, pro just put a couple things in the right menus. And it told iTunes, hey, redirect all subscribers here and just painless. Nothing happened. Same thing going to Pinecast. Most hosts have a way to seduce hosts away from their current paid person so now i pay yeah. five dollars a month i have unlimited shows unlimited upload uh actually i can't upload a file bigger than 87 megabytes but if i make a podcast bigger than 87 megabytes i need to cut something yeah <laughs> what would you how would you recommend people do their research like what do you think podcasters should look for what are the advantages of one over another the way i attacked it attacked it that's a word the way i attack <laughs> it is not only looking at best there's a thousand articles out there the like, top 10 hosts of 2018 whatever yeah i want to see someone in the bambino podcasters facebook group like that comes up a lot where someone's like i use Lipson, and then like three people are like well i use blueberry hearing people say it's great for this but more importantly it's bad for this when i hear the negative side is of it, it pronounced I can... blueberry i don't know i always assumed it was blubbery <laughs> that might i mean that's funnier it's way funny i think their podcast but blueberry is... is so cute i think their website is blue and that's why i went with that i don't know makes sense sorry continue anyway uh when i like hearing the negatives like it like with pinecast you can't upload a single file bigger than 87 megabytes and that's right. not that's a negative for some people i guess if you make like song exploder or something where it's like the 4k equivalent of audio yeah but i don't that's not necessarily a problem for me or like libsyn the negative is you you're you get one show and you pay for that show if you want a second show pay for that well if you're locked into just making one series who cares just make that one series you're fine 
I'm I'm a free spirited hippie child who has three podcasts, (laughs) (laughs) and I probably will make five more by 2019. But that's how I roll. So much like editing software, I guess the best thing to stick with is do your shopping and just try stuff out. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. So Gavin, we've hosted our podcast. Now what? Well, depending on your host, I'm, there might be a, a handy-dandy button to help submit your stuff to iTunes and Google Play. There might not be. Uh, you're going to have to Google some you know, tutorials on how to get your RSS feed, put it on uh, iTunes for submission, put it on Google for submission. And uh, this is actually where I'm going to rely on some of your knowledge. Yeah. Find the places out. What are some of the places out there that require manual submission that you know of? Like, I think Stitcher you I, is a manual thing uh, or like Spotify. Spotify is as well. And I will I will say that Spotify seems to be very selective. Yes. With what they choose. If you're going into podcasting and you think right off the bat, you know, I want to submit to Spotify. Submit for sure. Um, I wouldn't have incredibly high hopes unless you happen to be on a network, but in that case, the network is probably doing that work for you. And even then, um, your your rates, your mileage may vary, but it seems like if you pay for Blueberry or Libsyn or one of the other top three, they, or I get that, two of the three, but in one of the top (laughs) three hosts, it seems like those podcasts are magically getting approved for Spotify. And the reason Will and I are talking about Spotify like this is Spotify is this app that everybody has. And everybody uses. That just added podcasts like last year. And their whole big deal is that they handpick all the stuff that goes up. So you're basically guaranteed to get several thousand listens if they choose your podcast. If only by people just accidentally bumping yeah. into your show. So it's the it's the new frontier. Yeah, because people already use Spotify for music. I've had a lot of friends say, oh, hey, I heard that you like this podcast. Where can I listen? And I'll say, oh, you can listen here, here, here. And they'll say, is it on Spotify? And I'll say, no. And they'll say, guess I'm not listening, which is so upsetting to me. <laughs> um, but it is like I can understand the desire to get on Spotify. I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying if that is your end goal, there are other ways to market yourself and there are other ways to get listeners. Uh, now we've got our thing hosted. It's up in, uh, on websites and we have carefully started telling people online without spamming. And yes. So what's what would be some good options for social media? So, oh, I love talking social media, especially <laughs> when it comes to podcasts. I think that there are really, really brilliant ways to market yourself as a podcast on social media. First off, um, I think it's really wise as a podcast for you to get uh, any form of social media platform that you can. I think shows do pretty well on Instagram. One of the things that I love about Instagram is that if your show has an aesthetic, which I know sounds a little bit bonkers given your audio, but like... If you're putting dedicated work into your podcast, especially an audio drama, I'm sure you know that it has an aesthetic. If your show has an aesthetic like that, you can post that aesthetic and tag wisely on Instagram. A mm-hmm. show that does this super well is The Far Meridian. Every Friday, they post interesting, strange places from around the world and tag it Far Away Friday. It's what's it's. it's The Far Meridian's Insta is a collection of like, hey, we're a podcast. And also, 
beautiful, strange travel pictures that really tie into what the show is about. Alternatively, you have shows like Join the Party, where it's friends playing D&D. So their Instagram for each new arc on a D&D map, they'll write the new arc's name and have some dice. You'll see pictures of the players all around a table. It's, it's really sweet. So I think that Insta is a great way that shouldn't be overlooked. Um, Facebook groups are very, very wise. I would wait until you have a little bit of a following to make a group. Mm-hmm. But then I would say most importantly, you need to be on Twitter. Yes. I was not on Twitter until uh, until I started writing podcast reviews in earnest. Twitter scared me. I didn't like it. I, I didn't see why I should have one. Once I got one, I understood. I got one because I had to. I have kept it because of hashtag audio drama Sunday. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, audio drama Sunday is... Gavin, you keep giving me things that I'm going to get sappy about. <laughs> the people can't know I have emotions, Gavin. Will, you put up a Why I Podcast uh, post like three days ago. You can't... I've, I've never felt a feeling. How dare you? <laughs> um, okay, I'll get really mushy about Audio Drama Sunday. Audio Drama Sunday is every single Sunday... People in the audio drama community, whether it is producers or listeners, will tweet about the shows that they have been listening to. So when I first started on Twitter, a lot of this was hashtag audio drama Sunday, tag, 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 like just a bunch of at mentions of a bunch of shows. It's which like follower helps... Friday, but as annoying. Right. And it, it, it helps zero. Like if I just see, you know, at Girl in Space, at 2298, at Far Meridian, like I don't, what is that? Who are they? Nobody's going to click on those. So what I've seen recently that I love, and this is spearheaded largely actually in part by the Greater Boston Twitter, Mm -hmm. is people will pick a show or a handful of shows and dedicate at least one full tweet to each audio drama they've talked about. So I do about five tweets, one audio drama per tweet. Greater Boston does one podcast each week with a full thread dedicated to it, which I think is incredible. It is amazing. Um, What I want to stress here is that on Audio Drama Sunday, you should not be promoting yourself. No. (laughs) You should be, and especially, oh my God, if I see you promoting yourself in the Audio Drama Sunday tag and you're not an audio drama... I will never listen to your show. I will point it out to my friends because it's tacky as hell and I don't respect you. Hey guys, I got a podcast here. It's uh, We watch old episodes of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and try to guess the questions oh before they God. answer them. Uh, hashtag hashtag audio audio drama drama Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, thank Lord. you for what, This is my Regis Philbin impression. <laughs> I will say one exception I have is I have seen um, people who work on audio dramas who also work on other shows that are not audio dramas, but they're still within that sphere. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But if you're just coming in and saying like, hey, I'm a stranger, hashtag audio drama Sunday, listen to me and my friends make jokes at each other, um, you're uh, that's illegal and I'm sending you that's to jail. A, that's illegal. <laughs> just go directly to jail. Oh, no, not podcast jail. Podcast jail. 
Yeah, I, um, I, I really don't get any arguments against it uh, or against doing that. It, it, there have been a couple of times where I've tweeted, usually on Audio Drama Sunday, just like friendly reminders. Hey, it's more proactive if you say why you want to listen to a show yes. than tag, 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 tag. Yes. And a couple of people have been like, well, I like tagging. And I want to just shout out. I think, actually, I think Greater Boston came into the last thread I made and we're like, God, I love well, them. we do it like this because this. <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah. way more helpful to show, don't tell. You know, like, yeah. what is Welcome to Night Vale? What is Girl in Space? Who, who cares? Yeah. And the reason that I stress not promoting yourself is because it's not for that. It's a day for the community. But... If you're wise and you're savvy, you know that getting your name into the community is the best self-promotion you can do. In the audio drama world, promoting each other is self-promotion. The way that our community works is we see somebody who is active, you know, in the community and who is nice. And we say, oh, okay, I'll support you. Like, I only know of, I mean, you told me on this show last episode about Greater Boston, but I only know about Greater Boston, the Fire Meridian, uh, Tunnels, Tunnels, like, whoever runs the Tunnels account is just... Oh, they're killing it. They're killing it with a hashtag game. Yeah. All these people I experienced because I was part, or beginning to be a part of the audio drama community, and quite frankly, I find a lot of my podcasts both through... Twitter random uh, you might also want to follows and people who use the submit a podcast form on my website. Also, shout out to like the five people who've done that since last episode. <laughs> I found some cool stuff That's because so of cool. you. That's so cool. Do you also want to talk about Fate Crafters Friday? Fate Crafters Friday. Yeah. That is a perfect example of a team of creators getting together and creating one, a sense of community, and two, self-promotion uh fate crafters friday is when all of the shows under the banner of fate crafters go out there and recommend not only fate crafters stuff but shows that they have also been listening to it's like a mini audio drama sunday and it's fantastic yeah it's really really lovely the, the fate crafter community in itself is just so supportive and so sweet and also they have such damn good shows damn right I, I am I am unabashed in the fact that I am a freelancer uh, writer for them <laughs> and use that as a way to interview people who make fake crafter shows. Yeah, like I don't blame you. They're all so cool. They're so cool and they're so nice. It's just everyone is so nice. You got you got Sarah Ray Werner, you got uh Thoreau Smiley, the Mel Blank of podcasts. <laughs> All right, so our fictional podcast is up and ready, and we're and we are twittering. Uh, one addendum, or not addendum, just the one thing I can add social media wise. The quickest way to piss me off is to make a social media account for your creative endeavor, and then it's just episode one is now live. Oh God, don't episode do that. two is now live. Can we actually? Sorry, I want to also touch on some brilliant social media marketing I've seen. Back in its first couple of episodes, the audio drama 2298, which is part of the Fate Crafter studio. um, So part of the plot of this audio drama is that everything is being watched over by this terrifying Big Brother-esque agency entity AI thing, scary, scary business, called The Network. And The Network finds profiles 
and basically erases them. Um, Mm -hmm. Ones that it sees as inflammatory to its cause. So what the 2298 Twitter did is it acted as though it had been taken over by the network and was acquiring other accounts and saying why it was. And it was so brilliant. People got amped. People were changing their icons to the um, the network's logo with like graffiti over it. People were interacting a whole bunch. People were, you know, saying, oh, hey, the network, you should take this account for all these reasons, like talking each other up in a super cute way. Yeah. It was so clever. In-universe social media marketing is so neat. Social media doesn't just have to be, hey, we did an episode. Have it tied to your show. I was I was trying to I was trying to quickly scroll back through twenty two ninety eight tweets to find some, uh, but yeah, I remember that. That was actually kind of sort of when I was getting started. Yeah, uh, it's so cool. And it's still this thing I kind of think about now and then because it was this really cool marketing campaign. And quite frankly, I wish there was going to be more in the twenty two ninety eight universe to kind of capitalize on that because it was it did such a good job marketing the show. Now I kind of want more of that because we're on. We're four weeks away. Well, it'll be three by the time this goes up. Three weeks away from 2298 being done, and that's it. We have been firmly told that this is not one of those, and there's going to be a season two. I'm going to die. I think that I think that was a pretty good discussion topic this, this time around, Will. Wait, can I add in one more thing? One more thing. Go for Make it. Make a goddamn press kit, please. <laughs> please, for the love of God. Please. I please. Ellie. Like... If you follow me anywhere in the world ever, including if you've just seen me around on the street, I do walk down the street shouting, make a press kit, make a press kit. Um, please make a press kit, please. Um, just uh, we're, me and um, Ellie, who you might know as Showmark on Twitter or, you know, she writes for Bellow Collective. We are soon to be publishing a post on how to make a press kit, but please... I'm not going to go into depth right now. I've, I just wrote, like, an 11-page document on it. Make a press kit. Just do it. Just do it. So that was our discussion topic for this episode, and mm-hmm, I maxed mm-hmm. out on that one. See, uh, one more, I guess, one, we keep saying one more. I one thing, I w- this thing, it just happened live, so I kind of want to tack it on. If you notice, my audio is a little weird. This is a perfect example of what I want to say, and that is once you start producing, don't get complacent, like, Keep looking up YouTube tutorials. Keep looking into, you know, if something iffy happens, don't just think, ah, well, whatever. It's a stylistic decision. Like, don't George Lucas it. Try to figure out what's going on when. Like, my audio has been kind of in and out this episode in strength. And I've just noticed it's Windows changing how sensitive my mic is at random intervals. Yeah. Why do that? And it's not enough to destroy this, but there have been certain moments where, like, the background hiss was way louder in times when it wasn't. And now I have quietly looked up how to fix that for next time around. But... Well, nice. You are never done... If if you are learning, you are doing things right. Because you, yes. you are continually improving yourself as a producer. And you know what? You might make a job of it someday. You might not. Either way, you learn some useful stuff along the way. Learning for learning's sake is great. Yes. And that's not just because we're both education majors. (laughs) Yeah. So today we are doing a unique podcast exchange, if only because I notice both of us are going to (laughs) recommend a show that ends in an exclamation mark. 
Oh, really? Yes. That's exciting. So I also realized I'm fairly positive you listened to one of mine, so I might revise. But the first one, I don't think that you do. Okay. My first recommendation is a podcast I love desperately. It is on the Max Fun Network. It is a McElroy project. Yes. It is called Wonderful. And it is a fantastic show. Oh, you do. Damn it. I think you listen to them both. <laughs> Actually, I don't listen to them both. Oh, oh, okay. I'm excited. I need to, you but do. I don't yet. Okay, well, for the listeners, because I still want to talk about Wonderful because I love it a lot, Wonderful is a show in which Griffin McElroy and his wife, Rachel McElroy, talk about things that they love. And that sounds like a really stupid concept, but it's actually so sweet. I think the fact that they just unabashedly love each other with this ridiculous depth is what makes it so good. So, like, last week's episode had a moment where Rachel McElroy was reading off facts about root beer because <laughs> because root beer was her thing that she wanted to talk about. And they, like, they do research about these things and they kind of go into the histories. And um, she had to say the word teetotaler. And she... Oh, yeah. She didn't... She had never said it out loud. And, like, you know when you just read a word a whole bunch and you just don't know how to say it out loud? So she said it out loud. And the way that she said it out loud was Tito Taylor. Um, and it was so cute. <laughs> and Griffin lost his shit. But what I love is that he didn't lose his shit maliciously. He just genuinely, like, loves his wife and thought it was super cute. And was just delighted. And that's exactly what the show is about. It's just really, really nice. It also brings you cool recommendations. Like, they feature a lot of really sick music, um, a lot of really amazing poetry. There was a, God, there was a Bob Hickok poem a few weeks back about Michigan that has been in my brain ever since I listened to it. It's just a really delightful, nice show. It's just a little beam of sunshine. Feels good. Feels good. A rare moment because we we the 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 shtick of this segment is it's podcast we haven't listened to and we're recommend or that we think the other person has listened to. Since I have listened to Wonderful, I do want to add in you can get some amazing music recommendations from Griffin on this show. Yeah, Griffin, Griffin's taste in music is very very close to mine, so I always feel super validated. And then when he when he says new things that I haven't heard yet, I, it's like. Yeah. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. And also they've talked about like Janelle Monet. And you know, it, you know how you can tell when a show is good? <laughs> if at least one host loves Janelle Monet. That's how you know a show is good. And even if it's like music you don't care about or music you've heard or someone you know already, I, the most interested and passionate I have heard Griffin McElroy ever be is him talking about what make the intricate workings of a music thing he likes because he doesn't get to talk about music theory a lot so this is like his time to shine hearing him talk about disaster piece and they might be giants uh both times and sufjan stevens i have a sufjan stevens tattoo and hearing griffin have sufjan feelings made me cry a lot (laughs) all right well that was uh so that's exclamation mark one down Time for my exclamation mark podcast. Yes. Will, have you ever listened to a podcast titled Unaired exclamation mark? I have not. I'm very so, curious and suspicious given those cackles. The, actually, no. Uh, well, okay. uh, full full disclosure, a certain someone is in an episode of Unaired. 
but Ooh. I also listened to Unaired beforehand. So this is not just me broadcasting an old cameo appearance I did way back when. <laughs> Unaired is a podcast hosted by Ed, who is an amazing, awesome, funny dude. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Unaired, the show where we cover TV shows that were canceled with episodes left unaired, review them, and then pitch our ideas for how we think they could have continued. Oh, that's very fun. So case in point, when I guest starred about a year ago, we watched the unaired episodes of Coupling, the American version. That was that was like our replacement to Friends, which was based off of a show that was a knockoff of Friends in the UK. Why? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It, well, Friends ended and they were like, well, we'll make Coupling here, I guess. It okay. didn't go well. Not at all. Uh, so Ed and I watched that, and then we riffed on like, well, here's a bottle episode, and here's here's a three-season arc we think's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very fun show. Uh, it, yeah, and it sounds it's, very fun. And it's never like inherent, like, I haven't listened to the entirety, show, entirety of the show, but it is rare that the criticism is like, this is stupid. It's just like, like when they did, um, uh, there was a canned show that starred Leslie Nielsen. And they were like, it seems like he's trying. It seems like he's the only person that's trying. But it's cute to see Leslie Nielsen try to make the show funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that sounds, like, that sounds like a lot of fun. I am now stoked to hear your recommendation for this next one. Yes. Okay. So, Gavin. Yes. Um, I'm going to list off a few things. And all of these things go into the same podcast. Are you ready? Go for it. Dentistry. All right. Time travel. Puppets. People who think they're animals. Film noir. A Sasquatch. And full musical numbers. Gavin, I'm talking about the fall of the House of Sunshine, the weirdest shit I've ever heard in my life. Welcome to the House of Sunshine. Scrub your troubles and brush your cares away. Welcome to the House of Sunshine. The gang's all here, so won't you come and play? I am shocked you haven't listened to this one. It's so, I, I think it's so fucking up your alley. I am aware of them, and they're on the list. That's all I can, that, that's my only defense is they're on the list. Yeah, so I wrote a review of this a while back, and usually when I write reviews, I, like, try to give some intro and say, like, oh, here's what I like about it. Um, I just said, okay, here's the description for this podcast, and I just threw their description up, and I was like, no, that's accurate. That's not, that's, yeah. that's for real what it is. It is... So it's so bizarre and it's so funny and the music is so good. But what I love about Fall of the House of Sunshine that I think is very underrated about it is that it has some of the best, most solid, most internally logistical. It has the best world building I've ever experienced, which sounds fucking crazy given that it largely depends on the confrontation between a bunch of puppets and a dentistry cult, but like, it's it's such a thoroughly, comprehensively built world. 
You'll hear thrills! The prophecy is bigger than us. It can still- Silence, you! Chills! You've tied me up in yarn! Trust me up like a roast! What are these vile machines? In the plucker! Roast And the needle fritter upper! Spills! Oh! I spilled my coffee on my- Oh! Hot, hot! Ugh. Ooh! The first story, um... You know, it, it, in the first season, we had an arc. The second season is in the same universe, p- picking up from some of that. But it's a superhero story that Lauren Shippen is in as well. What? <laughs> like, yeah, Lauren Shippen doing music in a comedy musical about, like, basically shitty X-Men. It's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. Yeah, please listen. I think you'll love it. I'm actually breaking from tradition this time around, and this is going to be the first time I recommend two podcasts that aren't audio drama, but this is one I have been listening to regularly, so I I guess that's the, like, for all the things that are on my list that I need to listen to, quality or not, this is something I keep coming back to is, like, popcorn. Like, it's not necessarily the deepest thing in the world, and it's not the most complex podcast, but it is a fun one. Will, I would like to suggest, if you haven't listened to it, Beyond Beyond Belief. Uh, no, what is that? Well, one piece of groundwork. Did you ever watch the show Beyond Belief? No, I didn't. What's that? So for the uninitiated, Beyond Beyond Belief, that without two Beyond, just the one. Was a 1990s TV show hosted by Jonathan Frakes. It featured five stories that defied explanation. Yeah. Some of those stories were based on real events. Others, totally fake, made up by the writers. In our show, we try to figure out which are fact and which are fiction. And we want you, the listener, to play along with us. You don't even have to know what Beyond Belief is. If you like strange stories... You'll like our show. We'll summarize the stories that we watch today, make our own predictions. And at the end of the episode today, we'll find out what the truth is behind all these things at the same time. Some of them are based on tr- air quote true stories. Like they're all like, a go- I, I dreamed about my dream house. And one day we were driving by and we saw the house and bought it. And the day we went to get the keys the old owner of the house comes out and screams and she says, it's you. You're the ghost that's been haunting this house because she had been (laughs) astral projecting into the house. Uh, Like, okay. Like, don't get me wrong. That's my shit. No, they're all, how did I miss this TV show? There's a certain level of spoopiness to each story. And then the podcast is them talking about each story in sequence and each of them votes, whether it's fiction or not. And then they flip a coin to see if they can beat random chance on whether they're right about things being fiction or not. And at the end of each season, they tally up and see, like, you were 63% right, so you're kind of sort of better than the coin, I guess. (laughs) It's a very fun show. They're funny hosts. They like to make a lot of jokes about, you know, this this totally sounds like a bunch of writers being like, and then he was dead the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) They have a lot of interconnecting, like, theories and they're trying and formulas for like ah well this one has to be fiction because and sometimes that's right sometimes it's wrong they're usually funny and it uh that show is on amazon prime so if you have amazon prime streaming you can go watch along yourself awesome yeah that sounds like that sounds delightful oh and they got the uh original composer of the beyond belief theme to do their theme oh my god (laughs) so it sounds exactly like the beyond belief intro they even got a narrator who sounds the same that's incredible it is great well, Gavin, I, you know, I keep thinking about um, the future of podcasting. <laughs> um. 
I like how you're trying to sneak in what's coming <laughs> up. One of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak in and I'm gonna take you by surprise, and then you're not gonna know that we're careening off into pun land. It'll and... be like Guy Fieri on Guy's Grocery Games where he sneaks in the go. Yeah. And then when you realize that a pun is happening, your soul will leave your body. I think I... Am I admitting that I intend on killing you with a pun? I don't know if you... I don't know if you could be prosecuted for that. That's good. I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) So, I've been thinking about the future of podcasting and the future of audio dramas. And you know what I think audio dramas are really missing right now? What? (laughs) Pokemon (laughs) I must preface this with the fact that you tweeted me some important information to make sure this would be funny to me later Uh (laughs) so I'm just already working out what this might be okay so my my way to fix this is um you know, we can't just do like, oh, I'm Ash Ketchum. I'm going to go catch them all because that's that's boring. You know, we, we're going to try to market to a more mature adult audience, try to have some of a like a romance plot in there, some new characters, maybe make it a little bit grittier, um, definitely have some queer voices. So I think that we should do, I mean, podcasts are really into the noir scene right now. Mm-hmm. They're really into sci-fi. Let's blend them. Let's blend them together. So what we do is we um we have a podcast that's set in a, a big gym you know just a big gym mm-hmm. um and each room of the gym like you know how there's like kind of puzzles and pokemon gyms so each one has like a different um a different through line you know they, they have right. a different a different thing behind them but you're you're following the story mostly of a pokemon trainer named uh, Juno Steel type, and um, his <laughs> and his, his um, femme fatale stand-in, Peter Normal type, um, and it's them trying, you know, to be the very best, and it all takes place in in this gym, which is styled after an old hotel called <laughs> the Penumbrion. <laughs> I want to applaud you. I want to applaud you for not saying the poke the pocumbra because that's what I thought no, you were going. No, after. it had to be penumbrion. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how am I gonna Photoshop that? That's fantastic. <laughs> Juno Steel type. Juno Steel type. It was right there. It was, it was right, right there. there. It was like they made a little present for me. They just it was... left it there for you. They did. Oh. Thank you, Penumbra <sighs> crew. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so, Will. Yeah? <laughs> After you save podcasting with that. <laughs> yeah? I have a suggestion for a show. Okay. Uh, this one this one also is not fiction, so we'll have to work with that. So I want to I wanna show, well, probably from like WNYC, because we need like an intern, someone a lot of time to interview one person that's going to focus on, it's going to drill down on it. Kind of okay. S Town style, but not be bad. We, I want a reporter to find, talk to this famous musician who has amassed a collection 
of mixtapes because you know musicians get mixtapes all the time mm-hmm. but this person has been haunted they have a collection of tapes from rappers in the early 90s who were so bad that there's no scientific explanation as to why that person thought that rap was a good idea mm-hmm. and this collection which will then be adopted into the actual name of the show is called the whack tapes And that's when Paula Bay deleted the show. <laughs> Whack tapes. Oh, I am, I am turning to my girlfriend. That was solid. I had no idea where that was going. Yeah, I'm oh, very impressed. On that one, babe. Boo. That's I got a boo out of ten on that one. <laughs> boo out of ten. Agreed. Oh. Oh, the Whack tapes. The Whack tapes. I think, I mean, like, probably you should just leave every episode that we record grounded. I think that's the only way. Yeah. So, Gavin, you're grounded. (laughs) (laughs) Between, I haven't stopped being grounded between you and and Ellie. And and Ellie, yeah. (laughs) You deserve it, okay? All right. So, now that we've scared everyone off of the show... (laughs) I think it's time to swap socials and be done for the night. Sounds good. Um, Gavin, where can people find you? People can find me at The Pod Report on Twitter, uh, at The Pod Report, T-H-E-P-O-D-R-E-P-O-R-T. And I have a website, thepodreport.wordpress.com, because I'm a cheap ass and can't afford 50 bucks a year for a website. And that's actually about it for right now. I do want to add in, as I again stall for time, we have... We have a addition to the uh, tuned in dialed up team. A uh, wonderful volunteer by the name of Austin has been doing the transcript since half of last episode. And thank you so much, Austin. Austin has brought so much weight off my shoulders. That transcript is the most painful thing in the world. I do it because I love you people, but it doesn't stop it from being really weird, especially since. The way I do it is slow the show down to 40% speed. Guess what? I know it will sounds like stoned off her ass. <laughs> I mean, I know what I sound like like that because I've done similar things with t- transcripting myself in the past. But oh. <laughs> listening to something at 200% speed to edit out ums and ahs quickly and then slowing it down to 40% speed to transcribe it. It makes you so self-conscious of your own, like, talking speed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. bad. So I want to give I want to give a shout-out to Austin. You can follow them on Twitter at Pigeon Science, P-I-G-E-O-N-S-C-I-E-N-C-E. Yes. Thank so you, So, Will, Austin. where can people find you? People can find me at, at Will W. Writes. That's W-I-L-W underscore writes on Twitter. You can find me at WillWilliams.reviews, where I write, reviews, news, and musings. I also have a <laughs> newsletter off of that. I write for Bellow Collective and Discover Pods. Um, yeah. That's so it. thank you all so much for listening to the longest episode of Two Men Dialed <laughs> Up Yet. We hope we've given some good advice. And, we hope well, so. 
recommend it. We have recommended some awesome podcasts, so at the very least, you got that out of it. See y'all next week. Bye! Bye!